Aaron Rodgers making some comments yesterday to the media. Besides his thumb, wasn't practicing. Says it's going to be a nice to have a rehab day, have off. Be fine for Sunday. Working on his grip. Before we get to those comments from Rodgers, say good morning to RJ. Hey, RJ. Hey. What's going on? Oh, you know, living the good life. Hell yeah, dude. Every day, good life. Boys, Jeff Saturday. He used to play on Sundays. <laughs> and some Mondays. Very and briefly with the Packers. Yeah, and then decided to retire. What was he there for like, did he even finish the whole season? Don't think so. Brody, did Jeff Saturday finish the whole season for the Packers? I don't remember. I just remember when they signed him, I was pretty excited because Jeff Saturday <laughs> was a long-time player for the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning mm-hmm. and was an extremely good you know, Pro Bowl caliber center. And then he got to Green Bay because he wanted to come to Green Bay. Yeah, he wanted a ring. And normally the Green Bay Packers aren't that uh, organization that at that time would go out and sign big-time name free agents, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh. Jeff Saturday wants to come to Green Bay and play. He wants he wants to go from Peyton Manning to Aaron Rodgers and play with two great quarterbacks. This is cool. Still thinks he's got a little something in the tank. I'm I'm all over it. Awesome. And then he got to Green Bay and uh, that that was it. He got to Green Bay and I'm pretty sure halfway through the season I saw Jeff Saturday jersey uh, Jeff Saturday jersey in the clearance rack at TJ Maxx. And it was like not even the season wasn't even over. Why did they make one? I don't know, but I know I saw it there because I, th- I said to myself, wow, I've never seen a Packers jersey like this on the clearance rack before. And then I turned it over. I'm like, oh, it's Jeff Saturday. Oh, look at that. Oh, like, yeah, uh, that's uh, I'll well, let someone else have that. What number was he even? Uh, I'll let someone else have that. Uh, he was number, I don't know what number he was. Uh, six, or 63, number 63. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'll let someone else have that. <laughs> you, can, you can have that Jeff Saturday jersey. You can take this. And then he transitioned to uh, the broadcasting booth. Jeff Saturday, after the loss of the Giants, uh, he kind of wasn't buying what Matt LaFleur was selling and blast LaFleur and Rodgers a little bit. And we've done this too, boys, about Matt LaFleur and his lack of adjustments. He goes, you want to talk about common sense uh, that isn't common? You have a 17-point lead, and then you don't run the football. And then when the Giants tie you up at 20, all you go three and out and take nine seconds off the clock because you throw it three times. This is dumb football. This is coming from a guy who spent his formative years in a passing only offense. Really. He goes, and a team that runs the ball eight times and passes it 17, in the, uh, 17 times in the second half is not a team that's playing in their strengths. I have a big issue with what Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers are doing right now. And they go on to talk about, you know, you know why they didn't use Dylan or why they didn't use uh, uh, Aaron Jones. And he goes, right now the Packers don't have an identity. Do the, are the Packers in an identity crisis? No, I think they're just, they have a coaching staff that has absolutely no clue what to do right now. Rowdy? I don't think they're really in an identity crisis either, and the reason being is they know that Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are probably their two best weapons at this point in the season. They know that they they have some talent at the wide receiver position, but it's young and inexperienced. I think the it's not that they don't know their identity because I think they know that they're a run first team. Mal Flores always said he wants to be a balanced team and they have to run the football. Also, look at the guys that he came up with that he was kind of mentored under but was also friends with. It's Kyle Shanahan and it's uh, Sean McVay. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan always has like three running backs that are all serviceable, none of which are great or big 
household names. Tevin Coleman. Until they bust out with San Francisco for a game or two. And then it's like they rotate. Like you had Raheem Moster come out of nowhere in 2019. Yep. This year, in the the last couple years, you had what? Mitchell came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And now this year, it's Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah. And the reemergence of Tevin Coleman. Like, (laughs) but yet they use them all the time. They run the football all the time. And then let's look at Sean McVay. When they have had success with the Los Angeles Rams, whether it's Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford, both playing playing quarterback, they had Todd Gurley. That was amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. And now they had, well, Cam Akers before the injury was pretty good. But but that's what I'm getting at. They had all these running backs that were pretty solid and and pretty good, and they leaned heavy on the run. Look how crappy the Rams are now in that system where Stafford might have an injury, but all of a sudden their offensive line can't block the run, and Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson are getting eaten up right as they touch the football. Like that's a disaster running the football right now out in LA and look how bad they've played this, this type of offense with the Shanahan's, the McVeigh's and the LaFleur's you have to run the football to be well. So I think they know that they're just struggling. They outsmart themselves. No, I think they're just struggling in how they're trying to blend their run game with this wide receiver, this young wide receiver room in the pass game. They do it so well in the first half. And then all of a sudden in the second half, they just abandon the run entirely. It's, it's, it's mind boggling because well, I mean, we also have the giants are doing right. I mean, wink Martindale, the DC for the giants, uh, what it six, seven defensive backs out there. They're like, Stopping the pass. That's why Aaron Rodgers, what, 0 for 6 on attempts beyond 20 yards uh, from the line of scrimmage. And then they're like, okay, what are we going to do? Oh, let's throw the ball. All right, well, that didn't work. What do you want to do? Let's throw the ball again. All right, well, what do you want to do for third down? Let's throw the ball. Let's throw that ball. And then then that doesn't work. They're like, well, what are you going to do now? Well, I think we got a punt. It's fourth down. And then they're like, why didn't you run the football? And then the defense was gas is back out there. And then people are left scratching their head wondering, well, what the hell's going on with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers? It's, uh, to me, it's not an identity crisis. It's more of a how do they want their uh, it's, it's confusing on how to explain it. You can do it, Rody. They They know that they have to run the football to be good in this type of offense, but they're struggling and trying to mix the run with the pass because of the young receivers and because they don't necessarily have the best chemistry or relationships with Aaron Rodgers because it's not to the point of a Jordy Nelson or Devontae Adams, guys that were there for a long time. They're And they're extremely raw. Think about it. Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, some of those guys that we, Greg Jennings, yeah. some of those guys that we talk about that had really good relationships with Aaron Rodgers that always seemed to be on the same page. They were also second round picks and had a, and had a lot of talent on paper. Look at the receivers. Now you have some old guys that are at the end of their career. Hey, Mercedes, you have a lot of young receivers that weren't highly touted. And then there's Christian Watson who now has hamstring injuries. What? Is it, am I right? No, like, I mean, you're totally right. Wouldn't that at least Jordy and Devante and Greg, Jen- they were all second round picks. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that would bode well to running the ball more though? Like, you would think so, but then you can't just become one dimensional Yeah, because then in the NFL, if you're one dimensional and run the football every single play, because you can't pass, you might as well just change your totally. team's name to the Chicago bears. Like you have, you have rookie wide receivers. You have old time wide receivers. You don't have a true number one. Maybe Alan Lazard, I know not on any other team he's not a number one, but the Packers he is. 
Like, you'd think with all those question marks at receiver, you would want to run the ball more. But instead, they abandoned it. You would it think in you would want half. to lean on it. But I understand where maybe. Maybe Matt, uh, Matt LaFleur is overcorrecting because he doesn't want to lean on it too much. It's, it's just like A.J. Dillon, they threw the ball 17 times in the second half. And what was it, six touches for running the ball? Like, he's like, why don't you just... Well, Rowdy, then wouldn't you say, don't you run the ball more than to get him out of there a little, um, you know, loading the box or whatever, or, uh, you know, starting to stop the pass? That way you can have him load the box and maybe hit those wide receivers more? It's not only that. You get him. Is you, it, you, am, you, am I dumb? You run it to take the clock down. You have a 10-point uh, lead? Yeah. Well, keep keep the ball. Is is, is LaFleur trying to outsmart himself? Like, I don't, Yes. This is where, it, you know, you scratch your head a little bit. So, um... And we'll get the comments more from that coming up. Uh, LaFleur does talk about running the ball more. Uh, he, I mean, in every Packers loss, he's like, well, we got away from the run. Uh, that's on me. I should have ran the ball more. We did? How many touches did we get? Are you, are you yeah. mental? Then he plays dumb when the reporter's like, well, this is how many touches you gave in the second half. What, really? Oh, my God. I can't believe that. That's on me. It's like you don't call the plays or something. Uh, and then people want to go blame Aaron Rodgers uh, for, you know, the, the RPO stuff and then him audibling at the line of scrimmage and wanting to go to, you know, throwing the ball. But then LaFleur and Rodgers are at the podium and be like, well, we both really like those calls. Yeah. Uh, it works for us in practice all the time. It's like, all right, well, someone's got to say run the damn ball. I don't know, just scratch his head a little I bit. I find that a little bit strange because <laughs> if you watch the Green Bay Packers, obviously the defense – I don't know if I would want to, you know, audible out of those RPOs where I'm all of a sudden throwing the football because look at the defense. <laughs> if there's one thing that they've been weak on, yeah, it's been teams running the football on them. <laughs> but maybe they call a lot of crossing patterns in practice. But oh. then wouldn't you think the defense would be better at defending crossing patterns? Uh, yeah, aren't they the worst in the league? At the, yes. The Packers are the worst in the league at defending crossing patterns. The Raiders. Hey, they got, do not run crossing patterns in practice. They got their own issues going on there. Well, I know. One, like, of their, one of their players might be going to jail. Their receivers running into each other. If convicted, their player could. This player could see a year of he jail. He is time. a hardened criminal now. Yeah, yeah, officially a raider. That is true. See, a thousand dollar fine, or you hate to see it. Was it six months, or maybe it was a year in jail? One or the other. Right. For if convicted, that's uh, what yeah, the report no, said. No, no, I get it. Misdemeanor assault. I hope they throw the book at him. Misdemeanor assault. Hopefully that uh, cameraman doesn't get in the way. <laughs> Shouldn't have been standing there. How much do you... Okay, real quick. Shouldn't have been standing How there. How much do you have to pay this little nerd to go away? Like $50,000. Oh, do you, do you think they'll settle out of court or... or yeah. yeah. Well, he's up the... He's, he's now... We'll talk about it coming up. We'll talk about it coming up. I feel like... We'll talk, we'll talk about it coming up. We got... Or 180 days in jail. Was that what it was, King? I know it was... Uh, let's see here. I saw, oh, I know I saw it this I, morning. If I settled out of court with this guy, I'd have to have somebody else drop the money off. Uh, six months. Because <laughs> I'd want to harm months. him more than just yeah. the little push. If convicted, Devontae Adams could face a jail term of up to six months or a fine of up to $1,000. A thousand? Okay. Here's a thousand bucks. Here's a thousand bucks. And uh, I know since you needed a Band-Aid and that cost about 500 bucks at the hospital, here's... An extra five hundred for your hey, a, troubles. A box of tissues is three hundred dollars at the hospital. He might have needed to wipe away his tears and some boogies too. Hey, who's this? Line four. Let's go, Chad. Is that you? Good morning, gentlemen. What up, brother? Yeah. The, the, the Devontae Adams thing just silly. <laughs> for a, the only reason he's getting charged with a misdemeanor is 
That's a, that's a salt, brother. If it were in Vegas, they would have been like, oh, here's a free uh, $500 role play at Caesars yeah. and uh, a yard of <laughs> No, go away. No, go away, cameraman. Yeah. I, I, hey, Chad, does anyone ever come to your uh, job and shove you around? Uh, I've been pushed around before. Real? Oh. Did you push yeah, back? I mean, <laughs> Did you no, push back? <laughs> it's, well, it's funny because it wasn't state law until like six months ago that it was assault. Uh, you telling me I could, six months ago I, came, I could have come to your job and shoved you around and it'd been fine? Yeah. Damn, I missed out. Man. That sucks. And, like, it, it was not a crime in the state of Wisconsin until six months ago. I missed the boat and shoved you around at work. Sorry, it was always a crime, but it was not a crime that was widely enforced, oh. and it really didn't Just a cr- It was a crime of passion, Chad. Broadcasting yeah, is held to a different standard, so it still might not be a crime here. Oh, that's true. Because <laughs> yeah. remember that time we had uh, sexual harassment training, and it was like, hey, everything you know about sexual harassment does not apply to this workplace. I'm like... What? That might explain some things, Rowdy. If Devante, That's an joke. Smart, if Devante had a smarter PR, he went to set a word, and after he would have said that he thought it was a rabid fan on the field. Yeah, I'm surprised he went out and tweeted it right away. That's 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 yeah. But those people are now suing NFL players. Yeah, yeah like the guy that ran out to Bobby Wagner. Yeah, but that's in a civil court, and like realistically, it's probably going to get tossed pretty quick. I mean, he'll have to pay a lawyer, but the lawyer is going to. Well, you know. Hey, I'd be, a, I'd be in a neck brace right now. Crutches, <laughs> neck brace, a wheelchair. Well, did, you, did you see that the best part about it is, is they said he might have had a light concussion. <laughs> uh, you know, it's kind of like being light pregnant. I don't think you either have a <laughs> You either are or you aren't. Correct. There's, like, we're not smart enough to say, oh, you had a light concussion. There's no such thing. It's either... It's either you had a concussion and yeah. you have symptoms and they're not so great symptoms, or you didn't. Don't like it, it, that's, yeah, whatever. Uh, it's just, <laughs> you know the deal. No, I, I'm lightly pregnant. That's funny. I need some money. <laughs> yeah, hey, go get the bag, man. Everyone, everyone's got a, a, a new way now to go get the bag, Chad. All right. I, I guess. Hey, real quick, um, how excited are you? Are excited are you for tonight for Bears versus Commanders Thursday Night Football? There's a football game tonight? Well, they dub it as a football game, but yeah. What game? <laughs> Who's playing? Yeah. Who's playing? Aaron Rodgers. Thumb injury. Talking about how uh, it's doing. He says it's fine. Going to be doing a little better as the week progresses. Working on his grip. Should be ready to go against the Jets on Sunday. Uh, here's his concern about it. Well, I mean, in the moment, you're still kind of uh, got the adrenaline going. Once the adrenaline wore off and... Got on the bus, got back to the airport on the plane. I, I knew that it was uh, banged up a little bit, but it's gotten better since then every day. Yeah, and then he said, uh, you know, how do you tell if it's getting better? Yeah, I mean, since uh, since Monday, I've just been working on uh, my grip and seeing how that was, you know, that was progressing. But it, like I said, it's gotten better every day, and I'm uh, going to try and get back out there tomorrow. Now, Rowdy, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, the next comment I'm going to play from him, uh, he was asked a little Q&A on, on if he's living up to his own standards and how close he is to competing at his past MVP level of play. Now, Rodgers has made some comments in the past when the Packers have seen some adversity. We talked about it a little bit at the 6 o'clock hour, and it was the the run-the-table comments and the R-E-L-A-X comments. Well, Nelly, with the the run-the-table comments and the relaxed comments, the Packers right now are not in the same predicament 
that they were when Rodgers made those two other previous comments, correct? Yeah. I, I think they're in a I think they're in a better spot currently than they were when he made both of those comments. Because you remember when he made those two comments, the relax and then the run the table. Mm-hmm. I think you would argue, and it'd be a pretty easy argument to make, that this roster as a whole is much better than the rosters that he had in those two. Because remember, now, Aaron Rodgers was younger. Aaron Rodgers was definitely in the prime of his career during that one. But I I think overall, the team team right now, talent-wise, has a lot more talent than what those teams did. Remember, those were like back when well, the, the Rogers, the Packers were one and two when Rogers came out to say R E L A X. And those were the teams where when you think about what you were watching, it was Aaron Rodgers who was by far the best quarterback in the league at that point. Mm-hmm. And the defenses were awful. Were terrible. So what was that 2015 was the relaxed comments or 2014 was the relaxed comments. And then I think the next season, or was it 2016 when he said the run the table? It, 2016 especially. Yeah, that's that 2016, run, run the table. That was, that team shouldn't have been anywhere near where they got to. Like, they made it to an NFC championship game against the Falcons. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers played out of his mind that year. I like, mean, look, at, look at how bad the defense was in 2016. They had four straight losses where Rodgers like, we're going to run the table. And then look at the receiving core that they had. It's terrible. This this year's team is much better overall in talent wise. Now, 2014, that was a pretty decent team. Defense was still a little lackluster compared to the offense. But again, I would say overall, right now, talent wise, this this team right now in 2022 is better than those two teams. So in 2016, uh, during their four game losing streak, the Packers had given up 30 or more points in each game. And Rodgers said the run the table comments after the 42 to 24 loss to uh, Washington. Rodgers said, you know, we got to get, you know, under our belts. Things are going to start rolling for us and then we can run the table. And what do they do? They ran the damn table. I think another thing to think about is, and we've talked about it a little bit this year, but the NFC and how it's pretty wide open this year. Mm -hmm. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I don't remember a year just in general that it's ever been this wide open. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I Tom Brady's yeah, talking about parody, parody. I can't go back and tell you. Is it parody or just bad teams? I can't go back and tell you specifically in 14 or 16, like, oh, this team at this point was supposed to be really, really good. But I, I like I said, I just don't remember a time where it's like, okay, well, the NFC North Really, we thought the only good team was the Packers. The NFC South, yeah. the only good team we thought was the Buccaneers. The NFC West, I mean, you had the Rams coming back, but on paper, it was probably the Rams and 49ers. And then in the East, the Eagles were going to be the best team, but they didn't really scare you. Now, they look like they're playing better than what was expected. Mm-hmm. But overall, you're sitting here looking at it, and it's like, okay, if the Packers play a good game, do I think they have a shot to beat every single team in the NFC? Yeah, I do. Sure. I mean, they already beat Tampa. That's clearly the best team in the NFC South. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll have an issue with the Vikings a second go around. And then it's the NFC East. I actually don't think the Packers, I think the Eagles are the only team that you would question whether they could beat or not. Look at the West. It would probably just be the 49ers. Yeah. And it's not like that 49ers team is going to be able to throw up for, you know, 30, 40 points on this Packers defense. No. The Rams are terrible. Arizona's not very good. Seattle is not very good. Like, 
it's wide open. It's here for the taking. If if they can develop hey. and that offense continues to play better and the defense trends to the way that they uh, hope it would and they figure out these crossing routes and this yeah. zone coverage. Let me get to this Rodgers comment, but first you said the Cardinals. I saw, you know how we're trying to figure out what Kyler Murray looked like on Monday? Remember Monday we were talking like, did you see Kyler Murray's suit? It was like that neon green, like women's pantsuit. Remember, remember I was trying to figure out what he looked like? I yeah. saw it. He's trying to look like a more hip Hillary Clinton. That's what the suit looks like. Hill dog. Well, I'll give uh, Kyler Murray some fashion advice. If that's the look you were going for, that ain't it. <laughs> All right, Rowdy. So in the R-E-L-A-X comments, the Packers started one and two. Uh, through the three games, the Packers offense ranked 28th in total yards. Rodgers' completion percentage of 62.7 is on pace for the lowest mark of his career in 2014. And Rodgers had failed to throw for 200 yards in two of the three games that season before he said R-E-L-A-X. 2012, the Packers started 1-2 and two, they made the playoffs. 2013, the Packers started 1-2 and two, they made the playoffs. 2014, the Packers started 1-2 and two, they made the playoffs. What's the common theme here? Packers making the playoffs. So right now they sit at 3-2. and two. A lot of people are really perturbed about Aaron Rodgers and that offense and Matt LaFleur, especially losing to the Giants in London. Here's the comment from Rodgers I wanted to get to. You know, he's not saying a run the table or our R-E-L-E-X kind of comment, uh, but he's talking about how they can heat up. Take a listen to Rodgers. Well, I think I'm playing as well as uh, as well as I can at times. Uh, I expect that that typical stretch coming up at some point where we re- we get really hot. Hopefully, it starts this week. Um, but I think that's right around the corner. Is that frustrating when you know? Right there, right. There. I'm gonna play it one more time. Hopefully, it starts this week. Um, but I think that's right around the corner. Talking about getting hot, starting this week, and right around the things around you, or yourself. No, I've been I've been around a long time. I played a lot of football, and I know this game is there's ebbs and flows to it, and and it's not going to affect my confidence. Uh, Actually, makes you over communicate, I think, because you care about it so much and you want to have success. But I think we're uh, real close to getting this thing going, and hopefully, it starts this week. I mean, Rogers said we're historically the Packers, what have they shown you? They have a stretch in the season where they get damn hot and they look like the juggernauts that they are. And all of a sudden we're talking about them winning the NFC North and in the playoffs. I have, I have no qualms about and the that, Packers. That's right the now. other thing. It's like we talk about how they've played really well for one quarter in a lot of games, or they've played really well for a half in a couple games, but you can see it's just like something's just a little off. Something's just not quite meshing well, mm-hmm. but when it does, they're going to light some of these teams up totally because they do still, they have a lot of talent. Like look at, look at on defense on paper. That team is very talented on offense. You would say, well, it's pretty inexperienced, but what we've seen from some of the young wide receivers, Christian Watson can stretch the field deep. Obviously Romeo dubs is kind of like an all around type guy. Mm-hmm. You, you have some Randall Cobb has been kind of coming into his own finding holes in the zone coverages you know, playing really well when he's matched up against a third, fourth, fifth corner. Sammy Watkins, he was kind of doing the same thing Cobb was doing when he was healthy. Well, again, we got to get that hamstring back and healthy, but mm-hmm. you see that they have this this potential. They just have to figure it out and get organized. And I think it also goes with what we were talking about earlier this uh, this show. 
they need it's not that they need to find their identity. They just need to figure out how to make it all mesh well. Yeah, totally. Because they know that they want to be more of a this could run, be consistent. Run first, get your running backs the ball, and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, they're the most talented players that you currently have in their primes of their career. Yep. All of your receivers are older, over the hill. Or they're younger and they they're not in the prime of their career. They're still trying to figure out the NFL. So clearly those are the two guys that if you had to choose, you would want to get the football to the majority of the time. Yeah. But at but at the same time, you can't just give it to them every single play because then you're going to become one dimensional. Predictable. Yeah. Uh one more from Rogers before the phone calls. Let's see, Rogers. No, I love this because we just talked about the run the tables, the relax, and how the Packers notoriously start slow. So the uh, reporter here asked why the Packers' uh, consistency has been off when it has not been an issue in the past. Well, I would disagree. The consistency of the Packers has been off historically to start the season. But here's Rodgers on the question. I think it's always been an issue, but it's masked by certain things. And when you're creating a lot of turnovers, that can mask uh, complacent uh, stretches in football games on both sides of the ball. We haven't uh, forced a ton of turnovers on defense. We've turned it over. Uh, seven times on offense you know usually after five weeks we're you know anywhere from you know low single digits to almost double digit and in, in uh you know plus minus and the turnover ratio we've been so good at taking care of the football for so long so we gotta get back to taking the ball away and, and last game we, we took care of it for the most part we had a couple of balls out but we recovered them um, but we gotta you know that can really uh, kind of gloss over a lot of inefficiencies at times uh, when you're creating turnovers and then getting short fields on offense. All right, so there you go. We'll hear from more from Rodgers momentarily. Rob Reichel coming up to our Packer Insider in a few five minutes here. All right, this will be a quickie on the Badgers. Another name in the transfer portal, but as Rowdy described off here, who cares? <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit, right? Logan Brown says, Wisconsin football, thank you for the opportunity for the last four years. I will be entering the transfer portal and will be continuing my academic and football career elsewhere. Signed, one, Logan Brown. A five-star recruit. Yeah. One of just five five-star recruits to choose Wisconsin since 2001. Never really had a defined role for the Badgers, though. Well, I mean, he came in, was, like, injured right away. Um, so he redshirted, and I mean, I believe this is his redshirt junior year. Um, He's got a COVID year under his belt, too? Yeah, I mean, he came in in that 2019 class. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you had two five-stars in that one, depending on what. Well, that's the thing. He's been here for a long time. Like it's the same thing with Mertz. They're they're on their fourth season, <laughs> right? But he, and you he also has had two seasons with injury. I understand that, but he never came in and completely dominated the way you would figure a five star kid would. No. Would you not? Like this year, I wouldn't even say this he, year he should have been a starter. If you're a five star, you should have been a starter. And all the people out there, I saw somebody well, go. He lost to what Riley Ballman. I, I saw Jeff Patrikas tweet out, "Guys, he didn't put the stars on his name." Okay. Well, don't you put the stars on your name by, I don't know, being good when they're recruiting you? And, 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 and putting stars on your name automatically doesn't get you a starting spot, right. clearly. So clearly. I don't understand that he didn't put the stars on his name comment. I don't either. Like, and they didn't put him in the lineup. So yeah. he, despite him doing good in high school to be recruited and rated at a five-star, 
he's putting the work into look like a five star, but he didn't put the like. How does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, right. It like using that as a defense for him. I mean, I think we all some people don't live up to the stars right. that were put on him. We we've all and and then the other people because we know stars don't really matter. So why are we talking about the stars right now? Because he's a five star kid. Yeah, isn't that what they don't come walking through these doors too often? Isn't that what everyone well, always also, talks about? They want is five star recruits. We talked so, about it earlier okay. this week. There have been a lot of highly recruited players since basically 2018, and he falls into that category. And a lot of them have not played well, or they have not developed. Mm-hmm. And he would be right in that group that we were talking about. Yeah, but I see him no differently than I see Deacon Hill. So he got beat up by freshman redshirt Riley Malman, Malman, and then. Uh, couldn't hold that down. Ballman gets hurt. Then Trey Wedding took it from him. Yeah. And then with Wisconsin's injury issues, Brown then served as the jumbo tight end against Northwestern. Proved to be his final game. And here's the thing. Wedding was a big-time recruit. Like, some of those guys that are beating him out were also four-star players. Yeah. It's not like they were some two-star bums that just came in here and were like walk-ons or preferred walk-ons. No, no, no. These guys are supposed to be good, too. And he hasn't lived up to the billing. Again, and he is like Deacon Hill leaving. They never touch the field that consistently. Okay, On so to the next guy. My question is, with two guys now leaving this week, Logan Brown and Deacon Hill, and Chris being fired, is is this? are we going to see more start transferring? 100%. Is this a problem? Well, is this a problem now for Wisconsin? No, we saw, we saw people leave last football season. It just happened in season for Wisconsin. And then... Guess what? The rest of the NCAA caught up with Wisconsin with how many people were transferring. Out. You are going yeah. to have a few guys here and there be a mass because exodus? of the coaching change. That that happens all the time. Or you're going to have a few guys leave because they wanted to be like a complete starter and it's their fourth or fifth year, so they're going to transfer out to like a Mac school. That'll happen. Yeah. But it's it, until this becomes an issue where it's like half of your team is in the portal, what the hell is going on? This is just like every other year. There it is. It's another guy that couldn't quite make it as a starter that wants out. Yeah. He wants an opportunity to play somewhere where the, he's going to have a shot. I, yeah, yeah. I will say another O-lineman in that class, uh, Joe Tippman, uh, he seems to be doing pretty well. Well, that's the, And he's a, less, a four-star kid, but still. Um, that's the thing with the offensive line. The, Award Watch list. the offensive and line. Look at some of the guys that they've recruited in the last four years. Logan Brown was a five-star. You have Jack Nelson, who was a four slash five star. Trey Weedig was a four. I think he was a really good four star. Uh, you just name more. Yeah. Tipman, four. Like all of them were highly recruited. Yeah. All of them are supposed to be good. You want this competition. I want to see four and five star kids being the number two guys in our lineup. That's what o- Alabama and Ohio State does every single year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And. The Wisconsin Badgers just happen to have that on their offensive line when it comes to recruiting stars. Now, they haven't necessarily played to the level of, well, we have our first and second entire line, our our five or four-star recruits like in Alabama or in Ohio State. But the fact that you're actually getting that competition, like, remember when, um, remember when, oh, who was it? Was it Christian Bell? Came from from Alabama. Alabama, And everyone's like, oh, the Bell Raider. He's got to be great. Never played. He yeah, stunk. He, he well, no, it wasn't a starter. He he wasn't a starter. But then you have some other transfers. Where's he he that, transferred somewhere else. That came from. Um, I'm trying to think of. Oh, uh, what was the linebacker? He came from uh, South Dakota JUCO. 
Um, oh, yeah, Van Ginkle. Van Ginkle, yeah. Van Ginkle came from a small Juco and ended up being a stud. Yeah. Now, she sold the Dolphins? But that's the thing. That's the thing with it. Alabama. A lot of those guys that transfer. He went to South Alabama. Christian Bell did. They're transferring out for a reason because they weren't good enough to get in the two deep at yeah. Alabama. Yeah. yeah. So Logan Brown, wish you best of luck. Best of luck. Just never really got a defined role. This Injuries is exactly and- what you want, though, as Badger fans. Mm-hmm. Recruiting all the high stars, making them all compete, and then one guy that didn't make it for three, four years is transferring yeah. out. That's what you want. Yeah. You I want, wish we could have competition. I every wish we position. could have that at every yeah. single position. Totally. Because, like I said, then you would officially be a blue blood recruiting at the highest levels. Yeah. yeah. This right. is just one position, though. Love it. Yeah. Line one. Good morning. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. Hey, Dave from Monona. Hey, tell the last guy he's right. The generation. Hey, I got a question. An honest question before I rip on RJ because he's easy. But oh. when a kid leaves like Brown <laughs> after four years, and oh. he's part of the nail money. And now he leaves. Two questions. One, does does he play the rest of the year? And two, does, do they got to pay that money back now they're leaving the program? No one's ever paying any NIL money back, Dave. Yeah, that, that's not happening. Right. So so my question is, in Logan Braun, don't the door hit you on the ass on the way out of town. And <laughs> I hope he's not playing the rest of the year because, you know. Well, he's done. Yeah, he's done. No, he's usually done. When you enter the transfer portal, you are won't be playing. Yeah, you're done. Oh, okay. So at least you're done there. Yeah. But, but, he's, but he still recoups all. So the other question there is, and the, the offensive line gets just, you know, the, the Strecker and the barbecue. Now, how far down do they go in the depth chart when they see offensive line is, you know, barbecue and Sprecher? I think the whole how line is like, it. Yeah, the, the video that showed them talking about Sprecher, it was like, it was, everybody was there. So I think it's the entire offensive line. But I would also say that once he's in the transfer portal, all of that would stop. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah but, but, but they've already recouped, uh, they've already been paid, you know, well, however they're getting paid. So they leave, and now they go to the next school. They get paid all over again. Yeah, That's the problem. I don't, that th- would be I don't the think they as... get a lump sum up front. I'm guessing it's more like a monthly stipend. And I would thing. also say that that would that would be the same. It would just be like his his uh, nil would be continuing. It's not like he signed a four year deal at Wisconsin, still gets paid out for four years, yeah. and then can go somewhere else and signs a two year deal, and now he's making money over a six year contract span. That, so those, those not, guys, I'd okay, love to see their guys, contracts. Like yeah. so, those guys who leave, like Ohio State, who get million dollars there. They go. They transfer to the portal three years later. They can't get paid again. Then, well, I, no, they could get paid by whoever else wants to pay money to the next school. Yeah, they but they're not going to continue to be getting paid from Ohio State, the place they came from. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, okay. I'm guessing it's also kind of like depending on the brand you're with, you know, because it could be like a national thing that is giving you your nil money. And that could be something where you can be working for them because it's yeah, a like, national like thing Dave. wherever you go. Okay. But like, I think local stuff. Like, yeah, it's de- I don't. I don't think Bergstrom, if they like were sponsoring somebody and they leave for California, yeah, they're not going to be like, okay. oh, like Dave Reese's, you know, Reese's Candy. They did yep. an NIL deal like two weeks ago that everyone that named deal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. everyone named Reese got a NIL money from Reese's. Yeah. Well, I, was just, I was just curious. You know, these these guys who. Who come in making a ton of money, then they leave. I don't think it's a you ton know, of money. So, that, so they can get paid twice. They're getting paid once for the original school, they leave, and oh my God, it's just. <laughs> well, but oh, like oh, it oh, ends at the original school, I'm pretty sure. Oh, and they, don't forget, depending they get on their, how they negotiate, they get their and college I don't think paid a lot for, of people were coming up to Logan for. Brown asking for him for NIL. Yeah. Yeah. Only, only that young generation with their hand out, pay me, pay me. But <laughs> enough of that. As far as Adams, you know, this, this, from my, this generation, I tweeted this. 
We release murderers, rapists, child per perverts, and all that stuff, and the cash bail, and then Adams is worried about a misdemeanor. You know, he would have had a good point until he brought race into it. So now I guess what Adams did. I don't think he ever did. Did he? I don't think he ever did, Dave. I think you heard yeah, someone he else. No, actually, no, actually, he did. He did. He, he did. Go back and go back and read it. He brought racism is why he's getting picked on and why he's getting ridiculed. I don't remember him saying anything about. I think you're maybe. I, I think you're thinking of like some other, like no. national pundits may have done that. Um, yeah. Neil Hill. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll look uh, into that, Dave. I don't. I never heard anything from Devontae doing yeah, that. I heard. I heard it last night. So it's just like I. I'm going really. I mean, Adams, you screwed up. You made a mistake. Own it. Move on. I'll go look into it, Dave. But, all right, so anyway, hey, 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 did you like that? Me and RJ had a normal conversation. So on that note, I'm going (laughs) to. Yep, pigs are flying. He just hung up on us. What you going to do when Devonta Adams comes shoving you? Better look out, man. Get up out of here. He's officially a Raider now. Look out. Devontae Adams has been charged. Misdemeanor assault. Could face a jail term of up to six months or a fine of up to $1,000. <laughs> the police report. Rowdy read it a little bit yesterday. I'm going to reiterate it here. The victim is a photographer at the Chiefs Raiders game. At the end of the game, he was pushed to the ground, causing injury. He made arrangements for a private transport to the hospital for treatment, at which time he called the police. The injuries are preliminary, but thought to be non-life-threatening. The incident will be investigated by our assault unit detectives, and upon completion will coordinate with the uh, applicable city or state prosecutor to determine any applicable charges, and it is misdemeanor assault. (laughs) Up to six months of jail time or $1,000 if convicted. That will happen. I'm just glad it's not life-threatening injuries. Now, our guy BJ Asherman on Twitch said, have you guys heard about the photographer? Apparently, he's a freelance photographer who's 20 years old. Oh, yeah, he needs the money. Yeah, I think he needs the money. If you're a freelance photographer, you need the money. Well, I think this is actually the problem with that generation. (laughs) That's Ben Kenny and Grant Bills. That's soft as hell. Are you kidding me? That's Ben Kenny and Grant Bills' generation. The generation... uh, How many times growing up when you were... 10 years old, did you get pushed down by people harder than that? No, Never. I was the, I was the guy pushing the people down, the Rowdy. I'm the pusher, not the pushed. Man, we used to play like smear the smear the the person. The person. Yeah. And you would take way harder that, shots. And that's when you're like 8 I don't to think you can play 12 years old. Anymore. King of the Hill and not the TV show. The yeah. TV show. Come on. With the big piles of snow. Yeah, and then yeah. You t- you'd shove that jabroni off the hill and say, "That's my hill." Uh. Then you'd get well, I never got shoved off. But yeah, then, if you did, you usually landed, hit your head, and probably had a concussion. <laughs> yeah, a light concussion. <laughs> yes. A light concussion. I can't believe... I mean, it is the sign of the times, really. Well, Alan Lazard... I'm going to play some clips here. Alan Lazard was asked about the Devontae Adams incident. It's very unfortunate, both parties involved. Um, Devontae, I mean, I obviously have a lot of respect for him, not only as a, as a player, but as a man and individual not as well. Born. And um, He's like trying not to you know, smile. I think a lot of people just don't understand the emotions that people have in those situations after a game. And Please try not, not to laugh. Saying what he did was right or anything, because um, I don't, I don't think it is. But um, <laughs> just you know, being being judged for one mistake, you know, I think it's, it's kind of hard. Obviously, 
It's the life that we choose that we're on camera, we're on TV. <laughs> it's the life we choose. Who's he? Hyman Roth? I didn't ask who gave the order. Virals. It's the life we chose, man. You know, we, they want to be on camera, and if the camera person gets in your way, you, you push him. Yeah, well, Devontae Adams didn't choose the thug life. The thug life chose him. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers was asked about the Devontae Adams incident. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Uh, I love Devontae. I reached out to him after the game. I hadn't seen the, the clip yet, um, but, uh, yeah, I was surprised. Surprised by the charge or the action? Uh, more the charge. <laughs> like, hold on. Are we blocker charge or? <laughs> oh, that was a charge. That was a charge on Devontae Adams. That I don't was... know. Guy's feet looked like they were still moving. If it was Boborowski out there or uh, if it was um, not Boborowski. Yeah, Boborowski. He would have called, yeah. a, he called a, a block on yeah. Brad Davison, not yes. a charge yeah. on Devontae. I mean, clearly that guy's feet were not set. No. If it, it, yeah. I think that'd be a solid no call. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I love how the guy, like, I get it. I understand it. It doesn't make it right. No. He's a 20-year-old freelance photographer who's probably looking to get some money. Do I blame him? Not really, but at the same time, it's really soft. It's like the guy uh, Bobby Wagner took out. He's Well, that guy was trespassing. Right. Criminal trespassing, but yet he's trying to, like, I don't get how you have the right to sue somebody if you are criminal trespassing. I don't really understand it either. It's like when you hear those robbers that break into someone's house, yeah. and then they like, I think one fell on like a knife when yeah. he came through like the, uh, the I window. I got hurt because I broke through a window. And now and, I'm suing you. And there was a knife sitting on the ground. Well, yeah, I was just making dinner. Yeah. But now I'm suing you because I broke into your house and got hurt. But I like how this guy made pr- arrangements for a private transport to the hospital. <laughs> I mean, that's. Yeah, it was probably his freaking mom. <laughs> man. But man. But man. Yeah, I mean, Adams apologized right away. Well, his first apology was hilarious. If I'm Adams, I'm pissed off because I wish I would have drilled the sucker harder. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, like you know, do it. You know, Adams apologized. His first apology after the game was kind of like, well, he kind of ran into me, ran in front of me, and fell down. Whatever it was. If you actually was a funny apology, multiple angles that have come out now. Uh, the fact that we now know Ebo is a freelance photographer (laughs) who's got a fake ID that says he's twenty. There was some resemblance. If you I would not the, have gotten shoved down though. If you watch the one yeah. video where it's more like kind of over the top, it looks like Devontae Adams comes up, you know, the guy walks in front of him and he just shoves him. But if you watch the video where you're behind Devontae Adams, I could kind of see where he kind of had his head down and then he popped his head up and the the kid was kind of right in front of him. Yeah. And yeah, he just, just kind of gave him a shove. Yeah. I, I from that from that back angle, I kind of actually see what Devonte Adams was saying. Now, that's a greater did he, initiation. Did he, did he have to do it? No. <laughs> that's a greater initiation. Is the kid actually hurt? No. Maybe he could well, be. Light, I mean, light. He is a Generation Z that are very soft. Yeah, they're fragile. More yeah, more true. so mentally and emotionally. And physically, probably full of soy, but they are emotional. <laughs> Listen to Devontae's apology it, right away. It's funny. Brand uh, jumped in front of me. <laughs> I come out the field and I bumped into him and kind of pushed him and then he ended up on the ground. So I want to say sorry to him for that because that was just frustration mixed with him running and, and literally just running in front of me. And that was, <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't have responded that way, but that's, that's how I initially responded. So I want to apologize. He was in a glass case of emotion. I, but I'm, I'm serious. From first glance, when we talked about this, what was it on Monday? Yeah. And it was like, oh yeah, he, he just, just ran in front of me. But if you do see that second angle, that's from behind Devonte Adams, I can actually see what he's saying. And I think we also have to talk about 
when the players he needs a safe space there. go on and oh. off of the field. Yeah, don't get in the tunnel. Don't get in the way. Normally the tunnels are cleared though. That's what that's what I'm saying. All the people that are in those tunnels, they're up against the wall. Yeah. They're not like this, in the this way. guy was like right in the middle of the tunnel. I saw Rob DeMossi tweeting about this saying, like, now, now the NFL is going to come down harder on us reporters that give the fans access that they normally wouldn't have before and make it harder for you guys to get the inside story. Because one guy ran in front of Devontae. It's, it's, <laughs> the kid's looking for a bag, whatever. Uh, here's this what's kid sucks. He needs probably a safe space now. A mental health day. I hope he does have a concussion. To get a, a, light, a light concussion. It'll rattle his brain. Go to the phones quick. Uh, line one, good morning. Who's this? Man, you guys are just terrible. Hey, Polly, what's up? You're blaspheming this poor kid. What about what him? He? Well, he's 20 Go get years your money. Old. Go get his look, money. Look, 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 I don't think he went there looking for money. I don't think he did he either. I don't think he went there going, I'm going to get in Devontae Adams' way so he pushes me down and I can sue him. I think like, he did. <laughs> I think he's a 20-year-old kid who he's is looking for money. I, I would be in a neck brace, a wheelchair, crutches. I'd be, like, forgetting my well, name, all, and then I'd try to get all, some money. You guys just been talking so much smack about this kid the whole time. Paul, I'm going to come and, to your work and start shoving you around. You, well, good luck with that. <laughs> um, hey, Paul, at your work, do people just come up to you and shove you to the ground? No, you can't even say bad things at my work. Oh, you get fired. but it's okay on the you know on the NFL field. But, but my point is this. Different? My point is this: the kid is carrying a camera. He's twenty. He's a free, you know like he probably was freelancer, freeloader. You be the judge. Uh, obviously, <laughs> obviously, he was unaware of where he was, and you know, but he was probably trying to get a good shot. There was, no reason. there was no reason for Devontae Adams. To I'm not defending like Devontae that. at all. I just think it's a funny situation. And, and. Devontae shouldn't have done it, and the kid's soft. It, it, no, on top of that. Both can be true. Oh, uh-oh. No, Paula, you're cutting out. No, 100% both can be true. Paula, you're cutting out. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Yep. Paula, Paula, you got to call back. You're cutting in and out. We can't hear you. Call back in. Call back in. One hundred percent, Devonte Adams shouldn't have done it. Yeah, and one hundred percent, the kid's soft. One hundred percent, exactly. Yeah, but both statements can be true. Both can be true. But yes, if you have the opportunity as a twenty-year-old freelance photographer, go get your go money. Get your money. Like I'm not faulting him for that. No, go and, get it, Polly. Like you can shove down at your work. Like I don't think so. It's now illegal. Yeah. Wasn't six, like, was not six months ago. Found that one out this morning. Uh, Paul, is that you, buddy? Yeah. Oh, sorry, you're, you're cutting it out so bad we can barely hear you. Sorry about that. So yeah, here's what be. I was trying to say. Go push down. Kids, go push down your cell provider. The, the kids. The kids. The kids got this equipment that probably is obviously owned by him. That's probably expensive. Right? Definitely yes. He's not expecting to get shoved to the ground, so no. he's not going to try and break his fall. And. Whatever Wisco Chad said, I, I get the you know the, the mildly pregnant concussion, you know, whatever. But there are mild concussions, and if you, there was an article just out recently where Brett Favre thought thought he had like four hundred you know, of them. Like no, he he or thought thousands. it was in the he thought it was in the dozens. But when they told him what concussions actually are, he's like, I only counted the ones where I felt woozy or I saw a flash and didn't know where I was. Like your brain is your brain, but I don't think. What I was going to say is, even at my age, if I was that kid, 
and I'm there trying to do my job, and this rich douchebag thinks he's going to yeah, push me down I'd do the same thing. and disrespect me, I'd be like, all right, dickhead. Well, I would want, like, something. I would, you know, I, I would, like, all right, give me tickets or, like, assign something. Like, I want something out of it. Like, obviously, he's in the wrong. Devontae's in the wrong. Let's find out what the kid actually demands. And if it is, like, a, a money grab, because personally for me. I'd money grab it. The, the, the disrespect from him to me just because he's an NFL player and I'm a photographer or just a normal human being, I would be like, F you, buddy. <laughs> You know, I mean, no, probably we agree. We agree. I didn't know you're well, so sensitive about photographers. No, no, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, everybody's jumping on this kid. He's 20 years old. You know what I mean? Go, like, I'd go get the money. Go get the bag, dude. I don't know. It wouldn't even, if I was the photographer and got pushed down, it wouldn't even cross my mind. You would just get up and start taking pictures again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, I guess, are built differently, Paulie. I don't know, man. I would either want to kick his ass, which I probably couldn't do, <laughs> or which I know I couldn't do, or I'd be like, all right, you want to hurt me? I'm going to hurt you the only way that I can. <laughs> this if, is the thing. I mean? if, he had a quick trig- I mean? <laughs> if he had a quick trigger finger, he would start taking snaps of Devonta Adams as he's falling backwards. And then, then he could sell yeah, then, then he could sell those photos to Devontae Adams because they're classics. What they I think I think it'll end up being a, a amicable like it's not I don't he's not gonna get there you go. anything. You know what I mean? Like it's Devontae Adams knows he did wrong. I can understand why yes, he apologized right away. Yeah. He lost a frustrating game. Apology. Whatever. Hey real, qu- what hey, hey real quick, real quick, real quick. What are you thinking tonight? Bears, Commanders, in a fight for hopefully some semblance of football out on the field. What do we think tonight, Soldier? Uh, well, I won't be watching because oh. I'm at work tonight. Oh. I think you and about uh, the rest of America. Well, you'll be able to stream and, it at work, right? Yeah, it's on uh, Prime. No, no, no. No? No. No, you can't do that. Well, you can, but you can't. Hey, if your boss you know does I mean? anything, just go shove him down. They know. They know. Who's, they, know. They, it, they got it down to where they can. Because someone almost got fired a while back because. Oh. They were doing their job. Well, they were doing what their job entailed, which wasn't much. Which wasn't, which wasn't much. But then they watched like they use they use some insane amount of data. Like oh yeah okay. I don't know a gig or or three gigs or something. A terabyte like, short, Is that bigger? like it was a lot. It was a lot. I don't know how much it was, but they were just watching movies on their iPad at work. If your machine's running. You know, you're just sitting there waiting for it to go down. Yeah, a terabyte is you know bigger I mean? than a gigabyte. Maybe yeah. they use a TB, a terabyte. Yeah. But, but yeah, that right, that was not good. So well, no. all right. Well, so okay. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be sure to tell you all about it. We'll just switch tomorrow. it. Not only that, not switch only that, it's on Amazon. It's, it's on Prime. Amazon Prime too. Yeah, Jeff yeah. Bezos switch. got you by the balls. If I was at home, I could watch it because I have Prime. But it sounds like a nice sick day in order. We love you, Polly. <laughs> Later, boys. I got the black lung pop. Yeah, line two. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. It's Artie Ho. Oh, if it isn't Artie Ho, Artie. If that's a misdemeanor, (laughs) then I guarantee in 1980 at age 10, I committed multiple felonies playing butts (laughs) up and slaughter at lunch. (laughs) (laughs) And you didn't sue anyone. I didn't sue anyone. You missed the boat, Artie. You missed the boat. This kid is soft as Charmin. (laughs) And I, I'm with Rowdy. We used to play Smear the oh, Non-Binary, yeah, 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 yeah. too. No, careful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, you, okay, okay, you're good. All right, sorry. sorry I yelled over okay. you. My apologies. I got a little nervous. It's here. okay. That's okay. Did you guys ever play Butts Up and Slaughter? 
Uh, butts up, yes. What is butts up? It's where you throw the tennis ball at the wall. Oh. And then you Sometimes go it gets physical. I just, called it, I just called it wall ball. Hey, my favorite was dodgeball and just rifling them at kids' faces. Mm, yeah. Those are the hard, the hard rubber balls. You can dodge a wrench. You, you can, can dodge a ball, Ebo. <laughs> Trust me, I know. I was good at dodgeball. Dodge a lot of those things. If you look at the footage from behind Devontae Adams, I felt it looked like the guy was like, Right in front of him, I'd have shoved him as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that angle from behind, what Devontae Adams says, he kind of has his head down, and then when yeah. he looks up, the guy is right in front of him, and he just kind of gives him a shove because those tunnels are supposed to be clear for them Correct. to come on and off the field. I, I'm When you see the second angle, I'm with Devontae Adams. The one over top, it looks kind of bad, but the one behind him where it's almost like a first person, I'm with Adams. Yeah. And I am too. And I love the fact, Rowdy, that you're going Dave from Anona and saying that generation is soft. They are, though. They are, though. <laughs> they are. Soft as Charmin. Yeah. Get up, dust yourself off, and learn from it. Oh, maybe I should have gotten out of the way. Yeah, maybe I should have <laughs> been sitting in front of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Already yeah. home? Yeah. Nice. Prediction for tonight? Washington Commanders 28, the Bears minus 28. Because they still suck. <laughs> we love you, Artie. <laughs> have a great day. See you, buddy. A little heartbreaker out there in London. Packers trying to lose to the Giants. No loser here, a habitual winner. Our guy Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media. Rob, hey, good morning. Hey, fellas, have you heard the news? <laughs> you know that Andy's back in town? All right, I, I, I won't bore you with the lyrics, but ni- ni- nice uh, nice intro. Good work, Evo, well, bringing in heartbreaker. Well, I mean, I try to play music that fits, you know, the narrative a little bit, Robbie, and it was a heartbreaker out in London. Um, Zep, obviously, you know, from there. Robbie, real quick, I have to ask, because you are a big fan, Badger basketball picked ninth by the media, finished ninth in the Big Ten. Does Rob Reichel think below, at nine, or above nine? When it's all said and done. Weren't they picked about tenth last year? Yes. Something like that, and they won the, won the league. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think we've learned through the years not to pay a great deal of attention to what, you know, a bunch of goofballs like me pick in, in the middle of October, right, about what a team's going to be. I, I, I mean, I would think Chucky Hepburn's got a chance to be player of the year in that league. They've got two other really good starters, you know, coming back in today's college basketball world, guys, where, you know, there's so much craziness and change and turnover, right, on a, on, on a yearly basis. That, that's a pretty good starting point. I'll say this. The only thing that concerns me is, is, is I heard the head coach say yesterday he wants to give Carter Gilmore more minutes. <laughs> um, that, that, that to me is of grave concern. It could actually send us to about 14th place in the, in the conference if, if we get 28 minutes out of Carter. But, uh, but if, if, if they can work him out of the rotation, guys, then yes, I, I see it as a top five football or a top five basketball team. Hey, you and, uh, you and Rowdy over here got to start the Carter Gilmore anti-fan club. You should... <laughs> Anyways, uh, Robbie, how about this? Green Bay Packers is where all your excellent work resides, Forbes.com. Uh, Robbie, what's the final takeaway from that uh, debacle in London? I called it some steamy biscuits out there, uh, the Green Bay Packers. What, what happened in that second half? Is it LaFleur not knowing how to adjust, which seems to haunt him? Is it, is it Rodgers calling audibles and uh, on the RPO going to pass instead of run? Like, what happened in that second half? Yes and yes. I mean, you're spot on with a couple of those right out of the shoot, Ebo. I mean, when they got down to the six-yard line late in the game and had third and goal, and you're looking who the quarterback is who's like 
80th all time in fourth quarter comebacks and mm. and game winning drives. Did you guys honestly have any faith or confidence that that quarterback was gonna gonna lead a, a game tying touchdown drive? I I I would have written a blank check that that drive was gonna die inside the five <laughs> yard line, or that they were they were gonna settle for a field goal because that's that's just been the history of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, I encourage your listeners to go look up that stat. I mean, that, there are guys on that list, you know, who are ahead of him like Jay Cutler and Dave Brown, and I mean, just random journeyman nobody quarterbacks. Who, who have done way more at the end of games and fourth quarters than Aaron Rodgers had. It's, it's, it's not in his DNA to be a closer or a guy who can lead a game-winning drive. So, A, that, that's a problem. Now, now B, you're exactly right in terms of some of these adjustments and things that are happening in the, in the second half of football games that come back to the head coach. Um, Evo, I'm, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. They had seven points in the second half against Minnesota. They had a field goal in the second half against the Bears. They didn't score against Tampa Bay, so that's ten points through three games. They actually looked pretty good against New England in the second half, and now they were blanked again because I don't give them credit for the safety, um, but they were blanked again at least offensively in the second half against the Giants. So that's four out of five football games where they've been really bad offensively in the second half. The only time you know, that, that they looked they looked respectable was, was against Belichick, and, and that would have been, I guess, the one team that surprises you that they looked pretty good on in, in the second half. So LaFleur's got some issues there, whether, whether that's because the quarterback is changing a third of his plays or whatever the number would be. Only only Matt and Aaron actually know that answer, guys. But, but they've got to get it figured out because this isn't, this isn't a football team that, that's going to win a lot of games by whipping the ball around 40 times and running it only 20. I mean, that's, that, that, that's number three in our list here, Evo, if, if we're looking at, you know, potential problems, is that they, they clearly are not running the ball enough in, in these losses. They didn't do it in week one against Minnesota. They didn't do it, you know, against the Giants. I mean, they, they landed in London last Friday, guys, um, and Aaron Rodgers said to the media out there, it's time to put on an aerial show. Well, it, it's not 2011. You, you, you don't have Jordy and, and, and uh, you know, Greg, Greg Jennings and Finley and, and Driver and James Jones and Cobb lining up next to you anymore. You, you've got some, some pretty old washed-up veterans and a couple of rookies trying to figure out what the heck they're doing. That, that's not the formula for an aerial show. The formula <laughs> for them winning football games is, is give the ball – to Jones and give the ball to Dylan and, and, and lean on your defense. Like, are we and, dumb? And are we dumb? Are the fans dumb? Are we stupid? <laughs> like, how can we can see it, but LaFleur can? Are we dumb? Who's dumb here? You're not dumb. Thank let's you. Just, let, let, let's leave it at that, Evo. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and, here's, and here's the thing. Trust me, LaFleur can see it. So, so connect the dots, and there's one man in the building that you now have to convince that your way to win. Well, he's not dumb. He beat an astronaut in Celebrity Jeopardy. He's not dumb, but he's stubborn and, <laughs> and he likes his numbers and he loves his right arm, doesn't he? And he likes to wing it around the yard, like he told the folks in in London last week. It's time for an aerial show. This is not 2014 Green Bay Packer football. This this is not the, the kind of team that is going to put on an aerial show. They, you know, the, the, this is a team that could win. 12 games playing football a certain way, almost more Badger-like football, Ooh. but they're, they're, they're not going to play like they have the better part of the last 30 years with Favre and Rodgers 
and in a group of wide receivers where you've got one or two pro bowlers and some experienced veterans that still terrify defenses. Green Bay has nothing like that on the roster from a wide receiver perspective. So, you know, they're, they're asking a quarterback about to turn 39 years old to make a major adjustment to how he's played football since he took over as a starter in 2008, and he's the most stubborn man in the building, and he doesn't want to play football that way, guys. See, we were talking about Green Bay Packers and their identity earlier in the show, and and I I was telling Ebo, I go, I don't think they have an identity crisis. I think they know that they are a team that wants to run the football or at least try to split it 50-50 and play good defense, but I feel like they're having troubles trying to blend the run with the pass, whether that be Aaron Rodgers, whether that be inexperienced young wide receivers, and and just I feel like Matt LaFleur at times – And again, this could also be Aaron Rodgers changing plays, but at times it feels like he doesn't quite know how he wants to mix it up between the run and the pass, but they know they want to be a run first and then he gets in his own head. Yeah, I I think it's, I think it's more than that. He, he falls in love with the pass. He still thinks it's their, it's their best Avenue to win football games, even though I think we all clearly know it's not, you you know, you've got a running back in Jones, you know, who's pushing six yards to carry. You've got a hammer in Dylan uh, who can wear out a defense where when you do need to run out football games in the fourth quarter or grind out long drives, a guy like Dylan, if you've given him the ball 12 to 18 times, uh, by that point in time, he can absolutely destroy a defense, you know, in the fourth quarter, or certainly set things up for Jones. And the run's going to set up the pass, certainly in, in play-action situations. But, you know, when, when that offense went into a funk in the, in the second half, guys, um, it, it, you know, it had a couple of three and outs. It was because, you know, some of that play calling, you, you can certainly question because it was pass, 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 instead of trying to ground it, grind it out a little bit on the ground. And, and and you could kind of see it slipping away where that where that ending became somewhat predictable uh the the way the giants had stolen all the momentum at that point in time i just you know and and you guys know this well you know matt lafleur calls them canned plays it's where he sends in two options for rogers and rogers you know number number one is the play lafleur wants but he calls them a canned play because rogers can change the play from number one to number two and and, and again, none of us are going to know until Matt LaFleur writes a book or Mike McCarthy does a second book um, or, or whatever about the number of plays that Aaron Rodgers actually does change. That, that's an answer I, I think everybody's going to keep top secret until they're all out of Green Bay. But I think the number is pretty high, guys. And, 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 and obviously, Matt LaFleur loves having a Hall of Fame quarterback under center. It gives him a, a, a major jump start and advantage over the majority of teams on a given Sunday but there's got to be a small percentage of Matt LaFleur that says, man, I can't wait until it's our, it's the next guy under center. Oof. And I tell him to run a certain play and he runs the fricking play because <laughs> that's that, that, because I tell you what, it, it, you know, I, I, I can't imagine Brett Favre trying to pull this nonsense with Mike Holmgren. You know, there, there's, there's 28 other teams across the league guys where, you know, quarterbacks don't have this freedom and flexibility. And I, I get it. Rogers has been around a long time. He's seen a lot of things in some respects. He probably deserves some of these options to change plays at the line of scrimmage. But, but I'll also tell you this, he's not an offensive coordinator. 
He, he's not a head coach. He's certainly not a general manager, uh, which, which he also wants to be. If, if he stayed in his lane and played quarterback, I, I, I'll still insist, and I'll go to my grave saying this, guys, they would win more football games. Yeah, but he met the Dalai Lama. He has total consciousness, which is nice. Yeah, Robbie, do you yeah. find it weird that when you look at a lot of these efficiency graphs and, and from quarterbacks, not even now, but of all time, and you think about Aaron Rodgers, he's really, really good when he gets like that nice, comfortable lead but he's really, really poor when he's behind. Don't you find that a little weird? Just because this is a guy that all we've ever heard about is, hey, this might be the best thrower of the football. He might have some of the best you know, intangibles for throwing and, and moving a football. But yet, when you compare him to guys like the Peyton Mannings, Tom Brady's, Drew Brees, it's kind of some of the generational talents that he played with. He's by far the worst when he gets down. But you would think with all that ability, he should be probably the best he's a front runner guys he well, how, how often been. is he down though oh he, he's down at least as much if not more than tom brady has been evo and brady has four times the fourth quarter game winning drives and, and come from behind wins that that rogers has and you know and and hey there have been plenty of chances and plenty of opportunities for for him to <laughs> To, to, to Evo, not you know, not just come back, but but even at various times where he could put games away. I I always go back to the Super Bowl too, you know that 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 he did win the 45th Super Bowl, and they're up 28-25 late, and they get a first and goal and can put that game away, you know, and take it from three to ten, and they and, and Rodgers can't get the ball in the end zone down there, and they settle for the field goal, and now it's 31-25, and you get Big Ben the ball back with two minutes and change to go and try to win the game against a beat up defense that had lost Woodson and, and some people through the course of that game. I mean, Rogers could have made it a lot easier that day on, on his defense and his defense bailed him out to win, to win that Super Bowl. Um, I, and I know he was really good that night to win the MVP and stuff like that, but even there guys, when he had a chance to be a closer, he couldn't do it. He, it, it it's not his DNA guys to, mm. to finish teams off like that, to, to deliver the knockout punch, um, and, and, and Nelly is exactly right. When he's down a score, it's, you know, I, I don't want to say it's lights out because, you know, he, he does have 17 or 18 or something like that. Fourth quarter come from behind wins. But you're talking about a guy that he's been around as a starter since 08, right? I mean, so this is what, 15, 16 years as a, as a starter for Rodgers at, at this point in time. He, he, he has not won um, on enough late games. He, he has not had the heroics that a number of these players have had that Nelly just outlined, the, the Brady's, the Mannings, the Favre's, the people like that, the Elways. And um, for whatever reason, guys, you know, he, he, he just, he can't get it done at the end of those games. And, and, and now, now we're spending a lot of time here on Rogers. Did this team have well, many problems? I mean, question um, for you. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, they, they really do. They've got to get some things fixed on defense. Um, you know, I, I think some warts are being exposed with the head coach right now, but, but there's no question when, when your quarterback makes $50 million a year and he's the highest paid player in football, you expect him to deliver at the end of football games. And for the most part in his career, Aaron Rodgers hasn't done that. Yet. All right. So Robbie, um, Rob Rice is joining us right now, Forbes.com, Conley media. And I want to you know ask you a little bit about the defense, your prediction coming up here on Sunday against the New York jets. Uh, but first uh, I was going down the, you know, the analogs of history here. 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers with the R-E-L-A-X comments. They started one and two, and Rodgers' completion percentage was 62.7, which was on pace for his lowest mark of his career. He failed to throw for 200 yards in two of the three games already that season. Then you have the the run-the-table comments where they lost four in a row and they've given up the defense 30 or more points. So Rodgers yesterday uh, to the media is talking about how he thinks they're going to get hot soon and could start on Sunday and start rattling off some wins. Does it happen on Sunday then? Does this offense, do they have it in them to get hot and have a... R-E-L-A-X or a run-the-table kind of uh, vibe to them where they just start being juggernauts? Well, they're at 19.4 points a game. And think, think about that. For them to be under three touchdowns a game, Evo, with, with Aaron Rodgers under center, for them to rank 22nd in the league in points at this, you know, a third of the way through the season, we, we haven't seen that in a long time. We have to go back to Mike McCarthy's rookie year in 06 to see some, you know, numbers you know, kind of, kind of this, this bleak or whatever. And, and the defense is taking a lot of heat right now, and, and rightfully so. They, they did not play a good game uh, in London against the Giants, Ebo, but the defense still ranks number five. They're, they're, they're number five in total defense. They're 11th in points. Uh, have they been a little bit disappointing to what you thought they were going to be when the year started? Probably. I think we all thought it'd be a top three or a top five defense, and they haven't, they haven't played to that level. Um, are, are they going to get hot? They, they better do it pretty soon, Evo, because if they can't get hot against the Jets and, and the Commanders in, in the next two weeks, now you're looking at a three-game road trip, right? Uh, well, Washington, I guess, is the first one, but you've also got Buffalo and Detroit in there. You, you still have to go to Philly. Um, you, you got Dallas coming to Green Bay. Um, you, you still go to Miami. You, you've got the Rams. I mean, the, 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 the second half of that schedule is, gets a lot trickier than what you've had here the first five games where you've had a terrible Bears team, you've had Tampa Bay without any wide receivers, you've had the Giants without any wide receivers, and you had the Patriots with a third-string quarterback, right? And you're sitting at three and two. Uh, now, to me, you know, trying to play Josh Allen and, 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 and the Eagles and, and Mike McCarthy and, and, and Sean McVay, that, that's going to get a lot trickier here down the stretch. So if, if they cannot get hot, let's say against the Jets and the Commanders, then then you're really scratching your head, kind of saying to yourself, where, where is, is this season going? You are right, Ebo. You know, when, when Rodgers has thrown some of that stuff out there, a lot of times he's been prophetic. He's, he's been Nostradamus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where, where, where he calls some of this stuff and it does work out. I just, it, it, it looks to me, though, guys, like it's an offense. It, you, you ask what the identity is, right? I, I don't know what their identity is a third of the way into the season. I, I think the head coach would love to tell you their identity is, you know, they're a ground and, uh, a ground and pound team. <laughs> Why does right? he go away and, from it? Yeah, well, uh, again, is, is, is it the head coach Rogers. or is it the quarterback, sure. right? None of us, again, we're, 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 we're kind of guessing, so let, let's lump them in there together. You know, but but at the end of the day, the quarter or, or the head coach is the highest man in the building up the food chain, right? At least in, in inside, you know, inside the football rooms every single day. Where where if he actually has to go to that quarterback and say, "Stop changing all these plays. We're going to run the damn ball thirty times, or we're going to throw it thirty times, and that's how we're going to play football." And and he and he actually has to confront the quarterback, which. Let's be honest. For the last decade or so, the head coaches over there have have not enjoyed doing that. They've they've been, you know, I mean, they all understand that, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers probably means more to the long term success of of the Packers than 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 a head coach. That a lot of head coaches could win, right, with with Aaron Rodgers, and 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 not that many might be able to win with Jordan Love. So. Rodgers certainly wins, you know, a power struggle in a lot of these, but but it, it is a really critical time for Matt Lafleur, I think, you know, to to kind of exert some power. He's 
you know, he, what, what, what was he, guys? 39 and 10 in his, in his first three years, and now he's 3 and 2. So what is that, 42 and 12? I mean, he's, he's, he's got enough, um, you know, he's got enough house money built up where, where he, he, he's got some authority in that building. And, and if he really has to go to Rodgers and, and drop the hammer and say, this is how we're playing football in 2022, he needs to do it because the identity of this football team needs to come through 28 and 33. You know, with with Jones and Dylan first yeah. and second, and yeah. and and then from there, you know, you, you trickle down, and maybe it's a Lazard third, and and a Dubs fourth, or whatever it is. But but for them guys to make any kind of noise in the playoffs, it's not going to come this year through the passing game. To me, it's going to come through an elite running offense and and a defense that finds its stride and is playing you know, among the top five teams in the league when we get to the postseason. So I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't see him getting hot on Sunday. I see him winning the game, but I think it's going to be another struggle. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say something like 24-20 or something like that. I, I think it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a grinder again. That's, that's just where this team is. And until proven otherwise, Evo, you know, I, I think they're going to find a way to squeak out some of these games. But I, I, they're not—they're not, they're not going to run people out of the building either. It's—it's going to be. Oh a yeah, little they don't run the ball, so yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Man, Robbie, this is—I didn't mean to go and hold dissertation to Aaron Rodgers, but you know, is it? The floor well, takes blame. You—you—you you, 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 you never know where we're going from from week to week, do you? I, I mean, really, you really I, don't. I, I wasn't expecting to go there either, my friend. The floor <laughs> takes blame. Rodgers takes blame. At the end of the day, uh, there's something else that needed to be blamed too, but we didn't really talk about it. Just as really quick, Robbie, the defense for the Packers is Joe Barry going to show some berries out there and have a defense that's a little more solid, or should we start freaking out about it? I said two years ago, guys, Mike Patton, Mike Patton was a fall guy and he didn't need to be. He, he took mediocre talent and he got him into the top ten. And Joe Barry's resume, we all know, was not pretty when he came to Green Bay with colossal flops in Washington and Detroit. So I think Green Bay went backwards when they made that move. It's up to Joe Barry to get things fixed. Um, I know a lot of people are already yelling and screaming for, for them to dump him and because the, I, I'm hearing a lot like LaFleur waited too long last year with – with Mo Drayton and he let it go to the he let it let it go to the off season. I I don't think that you need to can a Joe Barry yet, but but you're exactly right. Uh, Evo Joe Barry's got to get more aggressive. Uh, these these corners want to get up and play man. They don't want to play as much zone and soft underneath coverage and and let these shallow crossers turn into big plays and things like that. They want to get up there and challenge guys. Um, they want to get after quarterbacks as well. Joe Barry doesn't like to blitz, but I, you know, I, I think he has to get much more aggressive, and and I think it will pay off, guys, because I, I do think they have the talent to execute that type of scheme. So we'll, it's it's a big week too, guys, for Joe Barry. We'll 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 see what he can get done. You never know what you're going to get on this show. Even just yesterday, it was Candy Van Sledding Hills and Mark Murphy. Yeah, we had a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we, I'll tell you off here, Robbie. We love you, buddy. All right, guys, you're the best. Thanks. Forbes.com, Kelly Media, Rob Rice on Twitter. He's the man. All my love. Led Zeppelin.